Automating parts of your business makes good sense, especially when it comes time to sell it down the track. Hi, my name's Ali Kane. I'm a finance journalist and the host of the Buy That Business podcast. Each episode, we talk to experts about everything you need to know when it comes time to buy or sell a business. Today, my guest is Carl Learson, who's the managing partner and consultant of the CRL Financial Services. Welcome to the podcast, Carl. Thanks, Ellie. So, Carl, you're an expert when it comes to automating. How did you get to be where you are today? Oh, well, it's, it, look, it's a bit of a long story, but um, I, I had nearly 15 years in, in business and um, corporate banking and both experienced as a user of systems but also as a, as a banker of you know, numerous customers who had various systems. Uh, and got to witness firsthand what, I mean, how some businesses really um, can automate and integrate really well, including some banks and um, and some customers just don't get it, and so you, and, and some banks don't get it, uh, and so you just you you know really experienced firsthand that contrast, um, and also benefited from it, you know, as an employee, of course. Later on, I, my career took a bit of a. a um, you know, went off on a tangent and I became the CFO or the Chief Finance Officer for a, a, one of the largest uh, community service organisations in regional New South Wales. And that organisation was on a, on a significant growth trajectory and we were growing 20 30% per year, year in, year out. And so we started with maybe 200 employees and I think when I finished with them, we were at 600 employees. We had a fleet of, you know, 150 cars, um, Hundreds of computers, and without automation, we would have sunk. Um, you know, our, our invoices that we saw daily, um, you just couldn't do if manually. I mean, you could do it manually, but not cost effectively. Um, and so, so I really learned, you know, I had the mandate to implement systems that were automated and efficient and, and that took out repetitive tasks. Um, but it really wasn't until I was actually going through a period of chemotherapy um, wow. that a friend of mine recognised I was looking for something to do and um, he's a business owner in town here and said, look, why don't you um, pay us a visit and let us know what you can do and what you observe in our business. And I thought, wow, I really love doing this. This is, this is cool. Really, that was the, I guess, the catalyst to register as a, as a bookkeeper, tax practitioner. And um, and really head off down a path of integration and automation and putting good systems in place for folks. So, um, so that's that's the long version. So out of adversity comes opportunity, as is often the case. Yeah, well, pretty much. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's been it's been quite exciting, really. So yeah. So fast forward, what's your business now? Look, we've got my wife and I are both partners in a business in a firm that. Uh, provides bookkeeping as a sort of a core element, but I think what differentiates us from from a lot of bookkeepers is that we're really keen to harness technology to integrate, um, to automate systems. Um, I guess that means mostly digitising systems. I like challenges. I, I, I really personally don't like repetitive tasks, and so there's a you know it's a passion of mine to get rid of that stuff. I go, you know, we've we've recently helped um, a client who has 400 invoices a month, and that's not 
I mean, that's not significant, but yeah. for a small business it is. Yes. Um, and I just I couldn't bear the thought of you know, processing those invoices day in, day out. And so we've we've put in a system and now they just they just go through, you know. So so that's what we do for people uh, for businesses, both small and much larger. Um, and so and we you know we offer the traditional sort of bookkeeping services, payroll, as but especially that that background integration and looking for looking for software solutions. Um, obviously, as as I mentioned in, in the intro to this podcast, automating parts of your business is so attractive to potential buyers. So if you're starting mm. on that journey, where do you start when it comes to automation? Every every, every business is so different, um, and they're at different parts of their journey. Or, or um, I think there's different cultures in organisations and, and I guess the motivation for change is sometimes much greater than in other in other businesses. So I guess it depends. But, you know, like some businesses will need a, a mass marketing solution. They just want to really punch out a heap of emails and SMSs. Um, somebody else has 400 you know, invoices that they need to process. And so really we sit down uh, together with business owners and sort of to use a cliche, key stakeholders, I suppose. Sure. Um, and, and really just try and identify, you know, what it is that they really are trying to achieve and where the greatest return on their investment will be. So we really, it's really about some sitting down, doing some analysis and then working out. So it's horses for courses, really, depending yeah. on what the business is and, and which stage it's at. For sure. Yep. Is there is there um, common low-hanging fruit that you see across different businesses? For example, things like marketing and invoicing, are those two things that um, a lot of businesses could benefit from if they did decide to go down the automation path? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, I, I, um, I did think about what is, you know, in, in anticipation of this interview, I did think about what, what are the low-hanging, what is the low-hanging fruit? And, I, and I've just made a little list, so I'll glance over to my screen oh. over here just so I don't forget anything. But I, I did think about workflow and, and collaboration. So um, workflow, you know, like basic forms, um, having a form, particularly when you're recruiting staff, for instance, you know, yes. you, you start to hire, um, then you go to an interview, then you compile the information, you know, like there's these all these steps and they get repeated every client, every, sorry, every um, every employee that you go to, to employer, and then you issue a phone and then a laptop, and then you set them up with a um, with a, a computer access. And there's all these things that just are so repetitive, um, and they are things that you know we can automate. So there's, there's workflow and collaboration, and that's really any form, um, you know, approval for leave or sure. approval to attend a course. You know, all those things they're so simple, really. Yes. Um, I think payroll and timesheets and leave management. Is a is a biggie, and most organisations can go there. Yes, um, whether you're small or large, doesn't matter. Sure. Um, accounts payable processes, and so there's a real opportunity now with our optical character recognition software that, that can read invoices. Yes, um, is fantastic, and that can really automate that. There's employee expense reimbursement. So if you've got an organisation with a lot of staff that are perhaps on the road or do a bit of travel and incur expenditure. That's really organisational expenditure that can be automated um, and simplified. And likewise, can sort of that project and job costing. So you can have a system where you can quote 
a client can accept a quote, the quote can turn into a job management system and then become an invoice later on without having to re-enter all that data. So, um, and I, I, I love that myself. I think that's great. And then, of course, the mass marketing um, where you can have systems, sort of, uh, client management systems that can respond to emails, send emails, you know, really uh, integrate with your website. Um, so, yeah, there's, a, they're probably, there's probably more, um, but they're the, they're the ones that we would uh, be involved with mostly. It's great to see someone that has so much passion um, for what they do. When you look at the different jobs that you've done over time, are there some things that are harder to automate than others that are, you know, quite difficult? Yeah, for sure. In fact, we've experienced one now personally in our own business recently. The, the more difficult the decision-making process gets, the more difficult the automation gets. So um, I guess the more logic you require. I think that's the word. Um, yeah, the more difficult it gets. So, so it's an inverse proportion to the you know the repetition and um, yeah. So, so it, if something's really repetitive, it's simple to um, to automate. And I mean, you only have to look at the old production line and the Henry Ford yeah. that worked that out pretty early. Yeah. If you uh, if you make a standard car, it's easy to punch them out at you know, an affordable price. But if you go down the Rolls Royce method. Um, and customise every model, it just becomes much more difficult to automate. Now, there's components of that. Of course, you can automate the, uh, the ordering and paying and all the rest, but um, production becomes more difficult. So, What about for more established businesses? I imagine if you're starting out, you can um, more easily go on the automation journey because you're just establishing processes. But if your processes are well established and embedded in the business, what's the best way to approach automation? Ironically, sometimes the more established businesses can automate more simply because they do have the established processes. So, um, So when we get a brand new business that's coming to us or like a, you know, a, a startup, I suppose, they haven't got the, the, the systems in place already necessarily, uh, unless somebody's really thought about it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we're trying to automate, we're actually designing a system and then trying to automate that system. Um, now, sometimes that's it, but you know, that presents opportunity to get it right. Well, uh, but for instance, the organisation that I work for as a CFO, because we had such well-established policies, albeit that they were changing because of the growth, when we were trying to automate, we're just automating an existing process. And so we take a design and then say, okay, how do we, how do we get rid of those tasks? So look, both have opportunity, um, but I think for biz, biz, big businesses, there is an opportunity there to say, okay, we've got something that works. Now let's just duplicate that, replicate rather, um, and just take out those steps. So. What's the process? Is it about, you know, articulating the repetitive steps, um, then codifying that somehow and using software to make it simpler? What, what is the process of automation? I think it, it does take some analysis. So it's really, it really requires some understanding of, this, of the process. And sometimes, you know, even as, as a third party coming in, I, I see it. And yep. other times I don't see it at all. It's really the person that's or the people that are involved in the process. And I said, well, I mean, we did this yesterday and now we're doing it again, you know, and, and I may not see that just coming in for an hour and having a look. And so you really need people to identify that. And it, it, sometimes it's not, for instance, if it was the HR, sometimes it's not the person, the HR manager that 
identifies that it's the employees that go, wow, that system is broken. You know, so yeah. So so once we understand that there's a system, we sort of we map out the system, perhaps using a flowchart, and then identify which steps we can automate, um, which often requires a bit of a some research about relevant software, software that integrates with their existing systems. Um, sometimes it means looking for a complete new system, you know, so, um, and that's extreme, and we can't oh. avoid that. Yeah, so, so it, it's, it's looking for those repeated, repetitive steps and seeing if we can remove those with software, um, with technology. Are there some things that can't be codified and automated? Any bespoke practices or systems that change every time they're performed? Where, where people are, uh, where businesses are selling something and the product they're selling is quite, like you say, bespoke, is quite customised, mm. a bit like the Rolls Royce again. Um, yeah. Sometimes that process is difficult to, it, it really require, requires some sort of manual entry. Now, you can, you can systemize that, of course, um, but, it, but it's hard to just sort of make it flow uh, without without somebody really driving that process. But most things can be automated if you put the time and effort into understanding the process and setting it down and putting the procedures in place. Yeah, look, I, I think so. I, um, I'm, I'm not a, a programmer. I'm not good with code. Uh, in fact, I'm terrible with code. Uh, but you, you, speak to, you speak to some folk um, who are in that space and, you know, I guess they're as passionate about Making it work as I am to see it work, um, and so, but but it, you've got to work. You've got to weigh up your return on your investment. I mean, we okay. can do a lot of things, but you just you just won't get the return. What are the main benefits that businesses accrue when they do go down the automate automation path? I think I think there's probably there's probably a couple of layers there. Um, I think the first one is is probably a better experience for staff. So. Sure. Um, now, sometimes you have to sell it, sell it to your staff because staff often have a concern that they're going to be put out of a job or they yes. you know, reduce hours or whatever. Uh, but usually when you take repetitive tasks away, you give them an opportunity to actually do something else. So it's, it's, it's freeing up a resource um, and perhaps you know, utilising that resource somewhere else and, and perhaps better leveraging the skills of the employee. Yeah. Um, so I think for the... For the employee, there's a better experience. Also for um, for, for management, so they perhaps get better information or more readily, yeah. uh, particularly in the you know perhaps when you're automating the generation of management reports and documents. Um, perhaps for the board, you know they get a better overview, and then and maybe for clients and staff, uh, sorry, clients and and um, suppliers as well. Again, depending on what. Process you're automating, um, you know, if it's if it's around purchase orders and the delivery of product, then certainly for your supplier, um, that'll be a, a much happier experience and a less misunderstanding, I suppose. Yeah, and less uncertainty. You know, you know. Yeah, less uncertainty. Yeah, is great for business. But you you raise an important point. How do you bring staff along the journey when they may have fears that they will be put out of a job? What's that sort of human touch? Element to it, yeah, sure. Look, I, I actually thought one of the, one of the things we're really mindful of when we when we look at automation is really about um, change management and and making sure that we've got staff or, or stakeholders actually on board. I mean, the, the classic is trying to implement a, you know an online digitised board a board reporting system where 
most of the board members are not really interested in their laptop and right. iPad, you know. So, um, so you really got to know your know who the users will be will be and um, and make sure that they're on board. So, yeah. So it's really about selling the benefit, um, and I guess being sure that there is a benefit for the for those stakeholders. Um, That's right. So, and look, I think it's easy to overlook that. So. You know, it's easy for me to race in and say, oh, you can simplify that where yeah. not everybody wants it. <laughs> um, so then you may have to look at, at cost-benefit, um, make sure that there's, a, there's a, a reason to do it before you implement, otherwise it might be, you know, you just won't get the engagement. Right, that's right. Are you finding that any of your clients are introducing more advanced tools like AI or machine learning in their automation processes? AI is a, an interesting topic that I, that, that I, I guess I'm still even getting my head around. But I've, we've oh. never had any we've never had any client come to us and actually say we want to implement AI. But what they're at, the solution they're asking for is underpinned by AI, and so it's it's really it's quite interesting. So you know, so for instance, people are looking at um, call center, you know, like automated call centers. And so those, you know, those those um, automated responses when you pick up the phone and it says, "Please say in a few words what it is you're looking for," it's AI. Um, and so, yeah. so they're asking for a solution, but but it's AI that's under, uh, underlining it. Um, likewise, with you know automated um, accounts payable processes, a lot of that is is AI driven. Yeah. So so even small businesses are taking on AI, but not not consciously or not even deliberately. It's it's the it's the benefit. It comes out of that technology that perhaps we're all benefiting from. Wow, I guess it, it seems like we're at a point where it's assumed that AI is inbuilt into most of the tools we use, which is an interesting place to get to, I suppose, but a natural place for us to get to as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, even, even yesterday I was, I was reading about some articles about AI and just thinking, well, we're, we're already adopting it. You know, it's not, yeah. we're, just not we're just not aware of it. <laughs> so, it's here. Yeah. 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 What, what about mistakes that you see people make when they automate their business? Are there any common mistakes that, you know, you can help our um, viewers avoid in the future? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm probably starting to blush at this point because I'm mindful that I've I made the, the biggest mistake um, early in my career. And I've talked about it before. I took a system that worked. And I was trying to automate it, but as I was going, I thought, oh, boy, it'd be cool if we could do that. It'd be cool if we could do that. And I took a system that worked and I created a system that didn't, and it cost me an absolute bomb for it cost my employer. Yeah, so the, the take what works, automate it, and then develop it later is, is, is my key message. So that's one. So don't try and fix what isn't broke. Like, you know, work with what you've got. Scope creep. I mean that speaks for itself, but uh, and and obviously the cultural cultural acceptance. Make sure it fits with the organisation. Yeah, that's make true. sure you've got people on board. Um, get the change management piece right. So uh, maybe the three sort of key areas that we're really mindful of. Interesting. And, and, and quick to remind people about. That's great. So, so Carl, we're coming to the end of the podcast, but I just want to ask you one last question, which is, what is your top tip? when it comes to automating business practices? I was trying to think of some cool one-liner, but uh, 
what what we came up with and what we say to each other sometimes is, uh, or to our staff is, you know, recognise and remove repetition um, to release resources. So a lot of R's there, but um, you know, it's it's remove repetition to release resources, and that's I think that's what it's about. It it, it creates opportunity, um, and you can put your you know you can put your effort uh, and your passion and and your motivations elsewhere um, to to grow business really. So. Yes, that's exactly right. It gives you an opportunity to focus on what you do best and extend your business and leave the grunt yeah. work behind in a way. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. So, so Carl, thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. Um, we love to hear from viewers about any ideas or comments they have and all our details are at the bottom of the podcast. So please get in touch if you'd like to. That's all we have time for today. So thanks so much, Carl, and we'll see you next time. My pleasure. Thanks, Alan.